0: for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Amen. Boy, y'all look good. Okay, you look good. The rest of you don't. I really can't see you, so I don't know. We're so glad to have you, Compassion. Glad to have you in the house of the Lord. Next Sunday, we start a new sermon series called OCD. OCD. Not what you think, though. Not what you think. Obsessive comparison disorder. Disorder. Now we're going to talk about how we, especially in this day and time, are always comparing ourselves to others through their highlight reels on Facebook. How many know that just because they post it on Facebook and they have smiles on their faces and everything's going good, don't mean that everything's going good in their life? Amen. You don't want to miss it next week. also like to remind you, starting in February also, we start having every Wednesday morning at 730, we'll start having prayer. So on your way to work, do us a favor. Just stop by. We'll have prayer here in the sanctuary. Uh, We want this to be a house of prayer, and we believe in the power of prayer. So every Wednesday morning, 730, we'll have prayer here at Compassion Church from 730 to 830. You don't want to miss it. We're excited about it. Amen. Well, we conclude our sermon series today on "Busted a Move. And uh, today, being the end of "Busted a Move, I thought today that I would dance some. I'll let you decide. Is it break dancing, line dancing, square dancing? Break, dancing, break dancing, line dancing? Okay. Yeah. What you want me to do? Just bust a move? Just... No, no. I saw you. You're waiting for it. Oh. Listen. The only dancing I do is with my arms. So, give it up, that's all I got and even that isn't good I've learned something about me, I don't want to speak this over my life but I think it's come to be true I'm, I'm a little bit claustrophobic, anybody that way? just recently I was in North Carolina in a meeting I had to speak at and while I was there, a gentleman came up to me, and he was he was talking about my dad. And uh I guess one day my dad got on to him about something. And he's telling the story. He said, Your dad got right in my face and was telling me the way it was. And he could have just said that's what my dad did, but he chose to do what my dad did, and he got right in my face. And I'm one of those that I have a space bubble. And he got my David was standing there with me, and he got right in my space, and I'm like, And I even kind of stepped back a little bit, and he kept coming toward me. And I'm like, and I almost got to the place I said, I'm a preacher and I'm a Christian, but I will punch you in your face if you don't get out of my face. It was about, he's a sweet guy. I love the guy. He was just trying to make an illustration. But I love that moment that I'm, I'm claustrophobic. And David's laughing because he can see how I'm reacting. I'm like, So I've learned in my life I'm a little claustrophobic. In fact, one day I'm on the plane, guys coming down. I I always sit and I tell my wife when she gets a ticket for me, get me the aisle seat. I don't want to be by the window. It's not so much looking out the window. I don't want to be in that tight spot that is a little bit too. I don't like to look out the window. I know I'm up, up high. I don't need to look down and see that I'm up high. Okay, I just want to know that I up, take off, and I land, and that's fine. But one day I'm there, and this guy comes down the aisle, and I can tell him he's, 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 he's healthy. He's a healthy guy. And I see him coming down the aisle, and I'm like, Lord, don't do it. Jesus, consider me in my feelings. Think of me, Lord. And he comes, and he stops. I'm like, Lord, you, you didn't think of me. And he sat right here, and when he did, I'm like, and I'm up against And I, I really thought I was going to lose it. I'm, I can't do this. I, I, I can't do this. You know, for the last month, we've talked about busting a move. And the reason we've discussed this is we want you to allow God to move in your life. We want you to move when God moves. And we want you to allow God to do things in you that maybe you haven't allowed God to do. And today I want to read probably one of my favorite passages or one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Uh, It's out of Acts chapter 17, verse 21. 28, very short passage, very short passage. And I, I, I want to set this up real quick. Paul has left Berea. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Paul's been kicked out of Berea. They, Because of what he was doing there and spreading the gospel, the people of Berea had asked him to leave. So he leaves and leaves Timothy and Silas back there and goes to Athens. And while he's there waiting for Timothy and Silas to come and meet him there at Athens? Well, Paul, being who Paul is, Paul just can't handle things. Uh, Paul is on fire for God, and he finds out there is idolatry that is taking place in Athens. And Paul is there, and it drives him crazy. And he begins to talk, and uh, the Areopagus, and what it really is, is, is this the council. Uh, for Athens. They're the philosophers. They're the thinking men. They're, they're the ones who make decisions for Athens. He begins to talk about the unknown God. To share with them. They, they've been worshiping all these different gods. they got all these different idols, all these representations of all the different gods they think that exist. And let me say this today. In a few moments when I read this, I don't think you've got other gods as far as Muhammad or... Uh, or or as far as Buddha, none of that, but y'all do have idols in your life. Things that have become more important than God. And Paul can't help himself. It's burning inside of him, and he just begins to share it out. The good thing with Paul is, Paul's good. Paul's very good at convincing you without trying to be mean or uh, talk down to you. In a few moments, this passage I read is actually a, a... a poetry a poet a cretan poet wrote this and he actually uses their own words against them and gives it back to them and listen to what paul says to them for in him say in him we live and we move and we have our being let me say that again for in him we live and we move And we have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this word that we're about to receive. And Lord, I pray that if I'd resident in every heart and every mind, and Lord, today, let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came. But let it be changed by your word and your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And amen. So what we begin to, to find here is we, we find that Paul is talking to the people of Athens and he's sharing the unknown God, the God they haven't heard of. And really what Paul is saying is the gods you've been worshiping are made of wood or stone and they're not real. And not only are they not real and you look stupid worshiping them, they do nothing for you. They have no power over you. You're just praying to something to make yourself feel better, but God isn't doing anything for you because you're not worshiping the one and true and only God. So he lays out three simple things as we close out this sermon series on Bust to Move that I want to talk to you about today that hopefully for 2022 will bring movement in your life. He he says this, for in him we live, we move, and we have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. The first thing I want to share today is what are you living for? What are you living for? Pleasure? Money? Friends? Fame? Success? What, What are you living for? Paul begins to share is that you should be living for Christ. You should be living for God. There's a a God that he begins to share, a God that exists, a God that loves you, a God that has a plan for you. There is a God that wants to do something in your life, but you got to live for him. And let me say this. The reason he said that is it is not always easy to live for God. How many you know that? There will be people that get on your nerves that will try to make you not live for God. There are problems that come your way that will try to make you try to fix them instead of letting God fix them. There are things that will happen in your marriage. There are things that will happen from your kids. There will be addictions that try to come your way. There will be everything that it can, a wave of the life that we are living that will try to enter into our life that will make us not live for God. But we're called to live for Christ. Christ. And we're called to live for God. What does that mean? It means that God is the most important thing in my life. It means that God, I put you in the list. In fact, I say this all the time, and I I hope today you will get it. In your life, here's the order it should be. Number one, write it down. God should be number one in your life. Number one. No God before him is what the Bible tells us. Well, I, I'm not putting any God before him. yet, but you may be putting your spouse. You may be putting your children. You may be putting your money. You may be putting your, your friends. You may be putting your hobbies. What is it that you are trying to stick up there in front of God and it's not working? We are to live for Christ. I put him on the top of the list. God first, family second, ministry third, job fourth, Now, I know what you're saying. Wait a minute. You're saying God, then family, and yeah. Paul said it this way. Paul actually said it's better not to marry because at the moment you marry you have kids, then what happens is ministry has to get pushed down a notch. I ain't telling you not to marry. I see some of you right now, you're like, oh, great. That's not what I'm saying. I'm married. I'm married because, you know, what Paul said second, he goes, unless you don't want to burn. In other words, Paul's saying, "I know some of you, and you, 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 you gonna have to have relations, and so you don't go to hell because you have relations before marriage." He says, "Then get married." <laughs> that's the only re- no, that's not the only reason I married her. <laughs> no. I married her because I loved her, yeah. and I married her because I didn't want to burn. I'm not going to try to lie about that. Do you know? I loved her. Didn't want no, love her? Well, let me say it this way, loved her, loved her, then loved her again, and then love her, because there is those times that you, you yeah, 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 so so, so love her, but didn't want to burn. Didn't want to burn. Just sometimes I wish I could catch myself. <laughs> I wish there were sometimes that I had a re-rhyme button. And I could just <laughs> we live for Christ. He's the everything in our all. It says in First Corinthians fifteen twenty two. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. If Christ isn't in you, you're not alive. You're a, a walking zombie. You're the walking dead. If Christ isn't in you, then you are dead. You just don't know it. What is it when they, uh, they're at a, a prison and someone's walking down and he's on death row and he's walking toward the thing and they say, dead man walking? See, that's some of you. You're dead men and dead win- women walking because you don't have Christ in you. You're not living for Christ. Christ should be your all and in all and the most important thing in your life and that's what you seek in your life. I'm going to live for Christ. I'm going to read his word. How do I live for Christ? Read his word every day. Spend time in devotion in the Bible. If the only time you're hearing God's word is when I preach this sermon, you're not a follower of Christ. Read your word every day. If if you're not a good reader, then just read a chapter. If you're not a good reader, then pop it up on YouTube. You version and listen to it. But do something that every day the Word of God is in you. Pray every day. Amen. Amen. If I'm going to live for Christ, then I must have a relationship with Christ. And the way that I have a relationship with Christ comes through communication. And that communication comes when I want. Pray. That's how I talk to God. If I don't talk to my wife, my relationship doesn't build. And she's probably not going to talk to me today, so y'all pray for me. <laughs> I'll tell you what, just... Assumed I didn't love her. I do love her. I just didn't want to burn either. Love burn. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. You're alive, Christ is in you. And if you're alive in Christ, then I promise you, God's got great and mighty things in store for you. The second thing, he says this, and I want to ask you this. What moves you? What moves you? Listen to what he says. For in him we move. The word move here in the Greek literally means to stir. To stir. What stirs you? What motivates you? What moves you? If we are living for Christ, he's the most important thing in my life. I'm seeking to know him better. Then what happens is because I am living for Christ, then Christ is able to stir something in me. And when God is able to stir something in me, then God is able to move me. Some of you need to be moved. Let me just be honest you've gotten stuck in a rut. You have accepted life the way it is. You have compromised and become content with the way things are. And God is telling you, I didn't design that for you. I desire more for you. I want you to be blessed and I want you to be joyous. And I want you to have abundance. And I want you to have a great marriage. and I want your kids to be good. I want all of that. But you got God. let God move you. Some of you right now, you're being motivated by fear. You're consumed by fear right now. Panic and anxiety has grabbed a hold of you and that's the only thing you motivating your life. Some of you are motivated by bitterness and offense. There's nothing that would destroy you more in this life than bitterness and offense. Stop, stop, stop being offended by everything. That many people can't do that many things wrong. It's you. It's you. Everybody's against me. Well, because you're a jerk. Everybody just keeps making me mad. Because you're a jerk. You're expecting it, so you're getting it. You're looking to be offended. You're looking for people to make you mad. You're looking for people not to say the right thing. And you get what you're looking for. Why don't you stop looking for the negative, start believing for the positive. Listen, allow God to move. Maybe some of you today, you're moving motivated by money. And if you're moving and motivated by money, you'll never have enough. You'll never have enough. That I do promise you. The Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon or money. You can't serve both. One will have to be your master. Which is it? Listen, nothing wrong with success. Nothing wrong with having money. Amen. I pray, listen, my prayer be all of you become multi millionaires. But I will tell you this if I prayed for it and you get it, you better tithe on it. (laughs) I need this new sanctuary. Amen. uh, we are going to start our capital campaign soon. We're raising money. But listen, I'm believing. In fact, I, I share with a guy that's coming to help us do our capital campaign, Conrad Lowe. I said, listen, I need to raise a certain amount about 1.3 and 1.3 million. I said, and he said, oh, that's easy. We'll get it done quickly. Praise God. Are you bringing something with you? <laughs> you bring half and I'll give half. But listen, what are you motivated by? Maybe some of you are motivated by what seems to be good but can sometimes be wrong. I'm motivated by just loving my wife or loving my husband. The problem is that sometimes you forget that God still comes before your wife and your husband. And because you're not putting God first, God isn't putting your marriage first because God will only bless what God can bless. And you're not putting your marriage where it should be, which is in God's hands. Amen? Maybe some of you are motivated by some things in your life that aren't right. you got some sin. I don't know what it is. But you got, we had a meeting yesterday in Oklahoma City with my region, and uh, the guy that came and spoke for us, talked about it. He said, there are some of you today, he said, uh, you've got things in your life that don't need to be there. Some of you pride, you're full of pride. Went on, he said, some of you today, you're, you're, you're depressed and you're sad, and, and it's bringing down your ministry. It's time to get over that depression and sadness. He said, some of you are motivated by lust. You've got some lustful thoughts in your mind, or you got some, you're looking at things you shouldn't be looking at, or maybe you're flirting with some women you shouldn't be flirting with. He said, whatever it is, it needs to go. It needs to get out of your life. I want you to be moved by God. Why? Because if you are moved by God's, God's good momentum will always take you to divine destinations. And when you get there, it will be worth the trip, I promise. See, some of you, God's been trying to push you. He's been trying to push you. He's been trying to push you into the direction that he has for your life. And you won't let him move you. But if you will live for Christ, he's able to move you to stir something inside of you to go the direction he wants you to go. Which way is it? Some of you feel the stirring. God's been moving you. But you're reluctant. It brings me to the last one. He says we have our being. Let me ask you this question. What do you exist for? I recently said that in a meeting with some pastors. On a, I sit on a conference board. And I probably made them as mad as all get out. But this is what I said. I said what do y'all exist for? I said you exist for the churches. We don't exist for you. What do you exist for? The word being there literally means this. We are. You finish that statement. We are. I am a follower of Christ. I am a believer in God Almighty. I am a disciple of the Lord Jesus. Or is it I am in a bout of depression? I am addicted I am struggling with offense. I am. What is it? See, your very existence is to bring glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's why you exist. I, I, I'm going a, I'm to a blow your mind and upset some of you, but you need to hear this. God doesn't exist for you. You exist for God. In everything you do, everyone that you are, Your future, your tomorrow, it is all to bring glory to God's name. God wants it, and he deserves it, because he is your God. Do you hear me? God loves you today, and he wants to bless you in ways you never thought possible. I told you, something's happening in this church in 2022. A revival's breaking out, and I want you to be moved by God, and I want God to move you. I don't want your flesh. I want your spirit. But see, you're going to have to first live for them. Some of you have been living for yourself. You've been living for a paycheck. You've been living selfishly. It's time to get rid of any selfishness that is in your life and live for God. And you need to allow God to stir something in you. Let him move you. Listen. You don't just listen with your ears. You listen with your heart. And when you begin to live for God, move by Him, then your total existence is to bring glory to your God and your Savior because He loves you. I wish, I wish, I wish that I could somehow on this screen in some words, in some book, tell you just how much God loves you. He loves you. And He's got a beautiful, wonderful, amazing plan for your life. But you'll never know it if you don't live for him. You'll never know it if you don't let him move you when he wants to move you. You'll never understand it until your very existence is to exist for God Almighty. Some of you are living on the line. you got one foot in and one foot out. On Sunday you're one way, but on Monday you're a whole nother way. It's time to take that foot out of the world and slide it over. In fact, let's do me a favor. Not only get it out of the world, do me. slide it over and get as far from the line as you can. And keep sliding as far as you can. And keep sliding as far as you can so that you'll come into a closer relationship with God Almighty and say, God, I just want to spend time with you. I just want to love on you. I just want to be in your word. I just want to be in your presence. God, I just want to have a relationship with you that you are the most important thing in my life, and I exist for one thing and one thing only, to be your child. And when you do all all those dreams and hopes and what you've been believing for, God will do. Will you stand with me? Listen, let me say this. There's nothing in this world that matters more than God. And stop letting the little thing, listen, I, you know, I just got a new car, you know that, mine got stolen, got a new car and, I've probably been taking care of it too much, shining it up. And the other day, driving down the road, a truck in front of me drops ice and hits the front of my car and puts two scratches on the. Me and God had a discussion, Christian. Oh, the ice won, and God won. And I had to go this week, and I went and bought some touch-up paint to touch up the two little scratches, and it was the wrong color. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk. I was so upset, and I called, but I said, it's the wrong color! For the love of God! No, God loves you, I mean. That's what I meant to say. It's almost a little bit like God is saying, don't you do it. Don't you make this thing no idle. Don't you do it. I'll put some more scratches on there. Okay. Leave my baby alone, Lord. Just leave it alone. No, shut up, shut up. Nobody ain't talk. Talk from here. Don't talk out of there. Talk area. No talk area. The reason I'm saying this is because everything of this world will disappear. And at the end of this world, there'll be one thing left. You standing before God. That's it. I'm not trying to scare you. I do believe we're living in the last days. There's almost a sense in my spirit that the day's coming. My jobs or my cars or all the houses or all, everything that I've got will cease to exist. And all that will remain is me standing right before my God expecting, hoping, believing to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want you to bow your head close your eyes. If you're here today and you've not been living for Christ, you love Jesus, he's the Lord of your life, but you know that your existence, your very existence is not for him. You know that he's not been moving you like he should. You know that you don't live for him. Then I want you to raise your hand right now. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. I pray today in Jesus' name that you would touch them. That, Lord, today you would become the most important thing in their life, the very reason for their existence. Lead them, Lord, I pray. Guide them, God, I pray. Let them today live for you. One last question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you don't want to die and go to hell, but you want to spend the rest of your life when you leave this old world in the presence of God Almighty, you're tired of the sin and the shame that you're a part of and you want to give your heart and life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anyone? Today's the day of salvation. It doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been or the mistakes you've made. Jesus can forgive you right now. So if you're here today and you would like to give your heart and life to Christ, I just want you to lift your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen. Is there anybody else? Amen. I've seen two Give God praise. I want everyone, not just the two that said this, but everyone to say this prayer with me. Say it loud. Say it proud as two new names that have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.